Acacia Road. And this is Eric, Martin. the schoolboy who leads an exciting double life. For when Eric Martin. eats a banana, an amazing transformation occurs. Eric Martin. is Banana Man, ever alert for the call to action. I don't know what's going on. Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 17 of The Best Scott Beat. I'm your host Nathan Judah. I am here with Warsaw reporter extraordinaire, Mr. Joseph Massey. Martin O'Connor has been called into action. He is Warsaw's super hero. He's going to keep Warsaw up. Joe the Massey, how the hell are you? I'm alright, I'm baffled. What on earth was that? Banana Man, absolutely classic 80s superhero movie. He was, you know, the, the, the young lad who was, a, you know, always there in the back in the background wanting to be this superhero. Jeff Bonds has given Martin O'Connor the chance to be Warsaw's superhero. He's going he's gonna to lead them out of relegation mire and they're going to stay up in League One. I've missed you. I've really, Pardon? really missed you. I'm just you. saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, okay, look, look. I, just, I did a West Brom podcast on Tuesday after getting defeat by Millwall and Bristol City. Then I did Wolves yesterday, getting smashed and bottling it at Wembley. And now I'm like, oh goodness me, we've got Warsaw Poddy. Second from bottom in the table. I'm like, no, no. We're starting off positive. Okay, and Martin O'Connor is Banana Man, so a classic '80s superhero um, cartoon. Showing your age, aren't you? Showing mm, your age. Mm. No. A lot of people will be listening to this. All thirty. Five of them uh, will remember. Half of them will remember Banana Man. It's um, that's a bit more before my time, Banana Man. I got to admit, I never watched that. It one. was it was it was just on the cusp. To be fair, um, what you was are the one older as well? Than me, yeah, what was the one? I also used to like um, the Loch Ness one, Nessie. Do you remember that? Oh, I think it's I do like, remember Nessie. Uh, I forgot what, what it was, but it was a good one. Oh, what was it called now? But it was a really catchy theme tune. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. People listening in, if you remember the Nessie theme tune, you know the cartoon one then. Tweet us. It was very good. Tweet us or, or email us. Um, I'd give you the uh, the email address, but I've forgotten it. So <laughs> that's fine. Uh, right. Uh, um, look. It's not great, is it? It's not great. It's, not, it's, not, it's not great. Look, they've got a new man in charge. Um, what's it like to be Warsaw reporter at this moment in time? I'm so glad you asked that. Genuinely so glad you've asked that. Um... Because I didn't know you were going to ask that. that oh, is sorry. 100%, isn't it? We didn't plan that at all. I did not know you were going to ask that. No, no. Um, not, as I'm sure our regular listeners can understand. There's not a lot of planning that goes into these podcasts. So, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm genuinely, you know, it's more, you know, me and Joe obviously get on pretty well outside of the office. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm generally concerned for you, you know, for your well-being, taking work home with you. You know, it must be, what is it like for, for you as Warsaw reporter this season? Um, well, this season, can I talk about this this, this Just this generally, week, just, just generally, week. yeah. This week, go for it. I've got to be honest, I have never been as sad following a managerial departure at Walsall and everyone knows I love Dean Smith to bits I think he's just an absolute legend one as, of the he's nicest men in, as he's showing um, but I am absolutely devastated to see D Keats leave a Bankster Stadium I'm really 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 gutted for him I'm, I'm, I'm not joking it has hung over me for days um, spoken to Chris Marsh at length about it he's turned around and said he, said, he rang me this morning Marsh, on Friday morning yeah. Marshy rang me this morning and he was like are you alright son oh really are you alright that's nice for Marshy it's lovely and he said you need a pre-season that's what he said to me right. he said you need a pre-season you're two down in the dumps you need to be picked back up again yeah um, and that is genuinely how I feel, I feel I'm, like I'm trying to be upbeat and stuff but look there was reasons why Keats went there was of course he made mistakes um, but and it's not about me. It's obviously not about me, this. But on a personal level, um, absolutely devastated to see him go. Just think he is a really, really good man. Like an honest, hard-working, had to fight for everything he's had in his life. After every game, I think people got a little bit bored of his post-match comments, but everything he said he believed was truthful. He was always just so honest, and I'm repeating myself there, but he was. I texted him and thanked him for his honesty mm-hmm. um, when I found out he'd gone. Um, and I've said it a million times before, but it is an amazing story. Like, there's no other team in the football league that's managed by someone who grew up down the road. Yeah, he's a Beachdale boy. He won three promotions with them as a player. He was Walsall through and through. And I think it's just heartbreaking to see him leave. And the way it was done on Saturday, I'm really disappointed with. I think it was really poor. Um, that Jeff Bonser had that meeting in the stands. I just don't know why that had to happen. Is it, it's in the notes that there was it just 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 like a it was a bizarre photograph, a bizarre situation, and not particularly nice, was it? No. So like it was, 
And look, people at the banks, you know where I sit at the banks, mm. where we sit when there's yeah. a game. That sort of, if people know where we sit in the banks, as they might not, but that happened, if you imagine where we sit, yeah. one side of the dugout, yeah. it happened almost a direct distance the other side of the dugout, and there was, every media was there. So the Ox, all the Oxford media were there, local mm-hmm. radio, local press, Walsall media was there, me, Michael Beardmore, there was national journalists there, there was the club media there. All the photographers, our photographer was there. Tim Firstfield, and... There's a million and one rooms at the Banks of Stadium. There's of a million there and is. one. And let's be honest, the meeting was happening when Keys was being sacked, um, which, first of all, doesn't sit great with me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was held in the public domain. There, there, there was there was 20 journalists there. Now, at the end of the day, it was me who tweeted the picture. Right, I, I got to him first field to take the picture. And you're you're it out a journalist. Of course you've got to do that. Yeah, of course I've got to do it. But if they're going to hold that meeting in, in public... Yeah. Then that's that's what I did. Absolutely. Um, I don't know why they did it in public. They didn't have to do it in public. It feels like they wanted us to see it. Absolutely. Um, f- I've thought about it a lot since. I don't know why they wanted me to see it. I can't work it out. Um, but I just think Dean Keynes deserves better. Um, I'm just I'm very very disappointed with it all, and I'm re- I'm really really sad for Dean Keats. I just think he's a he's a really good man. You, you say you spoke to Dean Keats. How, how how was he bearing up with with the news and stuff? Yeah, I've only spoke to him via text, um, and via text he seems fine. I mean, I don't, that's I don't I don't really know. I'm sure he's absolutely devastated because he was Walsall through and through, and he mm-hmm. said. From the moment he got the job, all he ever wanted was to build a team to make the town proud. Yeah. He tried so hard to do that. Look, he worked relentlessly. He worked... I mean, to be honest, you have to if you're also a manager because you have to spread yourself so thin. You're doing yeah. more than one job, really. Yeah. But you can never accuse Keats of not doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was at every game he could possibly be at to watch opposition to scout players. He was at Essington at the crack of dawn. He left late at night. I mean, he gave it absolutely everything he had. Um, and he was... He's just... A legend. He's a legend. And it's just so sad to see him fall on his sword that way. Um, I'm really, really, really disappointed for him. Do you feel he had to go? <laughs> to be honest, when the final whistle blew on Saturday, I knew he was gone. Was it Was it not just the defeat, and obviously there have been a succession of them, was it the manner of the defeat yeah. of going down to 10 men at 1-1 and still losing not just 2-1, but the 3-1? It was a sacking performance, um, I think is the way to put it. Um, and uh, like that breaks my heart to say it, but we saw in that game everything that's wrong with this squad of players. When Oxford got reduced to 10 men, they should have, Walsall should have kicked on. Yeah. It should have been, look, we all love a 10-man win. We absolutely loved it when we beat Bradford 3-2 at home and it was all, we were, we were giving it all this heroic and this and the other, and it was. So you've got to give Oxford their, their credit, their dues. Mm. But... Walsall, this Walsall team cannot cope with pressure. That's what it can't cope with. They And George Dobson said it this week um, himself. He said they go within themselves. When the pressure's on, they go within themselves. And that's what happened on Saturday. They should have been like, wow, we're a man, we're a man yeah. advantage. Yeah. Let's really take the game to them. Uh-huh. And they didn't. They crumbled under the pressure yeah. of it all. Um, and it was, I've said it before, but it was horrible football. And we never looked like scoring. When... When when they went 2-1 up, we never looked like scoring unless they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. They then went on and got a third in stoppage time. Fair enough, also with Furman forward there. Yeah. But there was absolutely no quality. There was no one really taking any risks. It was just hopeful balls into the box. The best way to describe it was it was hopeful balls in the box, but they were hopeless balls into the box. Right. Um, hoping for the best, really. Hoping for the best, but the quality was never there. Okay. And it, none of those players were willing, it felt like, with it, probably with the exception of George Dobson, mm. um, were, were willing to really try something, really risk something to try and carve them open. And Oxford defended well. They sat back, they dug in with the two banks of four and they went up front, but there was no quality. The players were within themselves. Um, and it it slipped away um, and you just knew at the end um, he was probably going to that was probably going to be it for him um, and that was the yeah, it was just a very 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 sad day um, what I'd add on to that is it, sorry one, one oh. is, I haven't spoken to people at the club they never ever headed to that game expecting to sack Dean Keats right okay which I think is very interesting look Keats is obviously the record's not been good we know over the season, the form's been poor. Look, of course, Walsall at times this season have Keats has 
job has come under scrutiny. Well, yeah, they've, meetings in teas and meetings about it kind of had the voter confidence into yeah, the thought. Exactly, they've had those meetings. So look, they've always had it at the back of their mind he could go, but they never went on Saturday thinking he would go. Right. Um, they really thought the performance would be better. Yeah. But I don't think anyone saw that performance come in, um, and because of that. So they made that decision very quickly then after full time. Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why such such poor decisions happen. Maybe that's why Jeff came out in the stands with Martin O'Connor. Maybe that's why. The statement was very a bit very very short. If you can remember, it was just two sentences. It didn't mention O'Connor in it, um, so maybe that's why it was a bit rushed and a bit frantic and a bit haphazard, really, mm. um, because they genuinely did not expect to suck him um, that day, um, and incredibly, they made a decision not even to not to suck him before he left the ground. So, um, so you say that they didn't expect to to sack him going to that game. Did they expect? Did Martin O'Connor expect to be? Appointed, or that he would be the man to take to take Warsaw forward, or did that just get sprung on him as well? I think, I think he probably thought he would have been with a chance. If we're being honest, yeah, I mean he's come in, he's got his vastic. Who else? I think it probably was a toss up between O'Connor and John Ward. That was the decision the board had to make. Um, O'Connor is very is a very very big personality, very big personality, very bubbly, very very likable, very loud, very. He's a, he's a motivator. I mean, he can bang heads together as well. He's, he's a, he won't take any mess in. But he makes you feel 10 feet tall. Um, and I think he's he's improved the confidence of a lot of players. Before this dreadful run of five defeats in a row, which, let's be honest, four of them were because we played the best four teams in the division. Bar yeah. Newton. I think you could see he'd given Walsall's players a lot more belief. Um, but all that belief has gone in this poor run. Um and I think that's why they've gone O'Connor now because he is this big character. Can can he sort of kick him into gear? Can can he, It's a bit of like it's almost tough love, I think. Like big them up, but let them know what what a job they've got got to do as well. Okay, we'll go into Martin in a minute and what he can bring to the team. Um, look, um, got uh, I've got an agriometer agriometer of, of Dean Keaton and, and and his in, in inverted commas legacy at, at Warsaw. So um, easy game. One is one to ten. One is strongly disagree. Ten is strongly agree. Okay. So, so you know, five second. Mm, uh, Not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Um, so I'll give you a, a few statements about Dean Keats, and then you can say so. One is strongly disagree. Ten is strongly ag- agree. I'm worried about this. Uh, number one, uh, Dean Keats was a disaster as Warsaw manager. So one is strongly disagree. One is strongly disagree. Ten is strongly agree. Um, Dean Keats was a disaster as Warsaw manager. A disaster. Um, so strongly disagree would be like six. Is that right? Am I going the wrong way there? Sorry. So six would be strongly. Six would be like I kind of agree just about. Or one would be strongly disagree. So like no, it wasn't a disaster at all. Okay, I'll go three. Okay, three. So yeah. so why why was he not a disaster? I mean the second from bottom in the league. Joe, League One, I mean, surely he was brought in to, to at least, you know, guide them to, to mid-table safety. So, why he's not... Um, he's kept them up last season, first and foremost. He didn't go down last year. Um, so, I mean, it's difficult. It's a bit tricky to say kept them up, because I don't think they would have gone down anyway. But the job when he came in was to keep them up, and he did keep them up. So, also, I think he's made some good signings, um, mostly Andy Cook um, and Josh Gordon. Um, I think they're two very, very, very good signings. At the start of the season, Zelius Mal, Morgan Ferrier looked electric. Now they've completely fallen apart. Um, but it looked like he was. I felt like he was. He had. He had a plan, and those first seven games of the season um, were brilliant. I mean, we all got excited, didn't we? We all got carried away. In October, we were fifth. I mean, that is how bad the season's been since that point. Um, and I, don't, I just don't, I don't think he was a disaster because I always I said in my comment piece when he sat I always I always felt he knew knew the answer I always felt he knew what was wrong with the club like he came in the club didn't have a scouting system didn't have no scouts I mean that is a professional football club with no scouts the first thing he did was start getting some yeah. former players on board to get a scouting network he knew that that the the youth team was a it was a real sort of non-entity which it still is unfortunately but he, he got rid of players that we had to get rid of so he could increase the playing budget as best he could he made changes off the field that he felt needed change and I think they were the right changes um, and I just there's always going to be a part of me with Dean Keats that always feels like he deserved the chance to build a, a full team in his own mould he, he always said he inherited a lot of players on two year deals Yeah, all those players now are out of contract in the summer 
And there's his, his, his summer signings were good. Josh Ginelli, Andy Cook, Josh Gordon, good signings. Sally Isman, Morgan Ferrier, not so. You have to say that now. Jack Fitzwater's been indifferent. But they were the in, they were the six real, off the top of my head, summer signings. Um, and they were decent signings. January is a basket case for Walsall. Yeah. Um, as it was last year, I As think. it was last year. So you can't... It's, it's harder to buy players in January. Price, prices are overinflated and players have options. Yeah. They could stay where they are, mm-hmm. for example. So like Aramide Ote, for example, he signed on loan, but he didn't have to. He could have just sat, sat it out at QPR. Yeah. Credit to him, he's come and joined Walsall. But there's loads of players who won't have moved. They'd rather sit on the bench or not play where they are. And they, they're secure, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Whereas in the summer, those players aren't secure. They need a club. They mm-hmm. need to sign for someone. You can't mm-hmm. not start the season with a club. So it's easier to sign players in the summer. For two years in a row, Walsall's January signings have been absolutely dreadful. I don't think you can blame Keats for that. Um, I think that's a budget issue. Um, so I just wish he'd got... Look, it's always it's a bit wrong to say, but every time I spoke to him, he always wanted to get to this summer. He always wanted to get to this get summer. Get to the summer and then, you know, let, let's let's and, really go with this. And let's really get rid it's of the lot of It's on me now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was basically what he said to me last summer. Um, we've got to get through this year and then we'll go again yeah. in my own mould. Yeah. Um, and the trouble was he started so well, everyone got carried away. Um and now the players who, let's be honest, no, are not part, weren't part of his long-term plans, have got him the sack, really. I think because I don't think they're putting in the effort, and I don't think I don't probably don't think they're playing from as they should be. Um. Okay. Uh, that, was, that was very long. That was all long answer, but I like it. I think it needs to be said. Um. Okay. Uh, one to ten. Strongly disagree or strongly agree? Okay. I'm struggling with this one to ten. You, you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so one is strongly disagree. 10 is strongly agree okay. to the okay, statement. Okay. The Dean Keats sacking was harsh. I'll go... 7. 7, okay. So that means I kind, kind of agree-ish. Agree. It's harsh in the manner it was done. Yeah. Uh, it was horrible the way it was done. Um, um, but, look, everyone else has sat their manager in the league. We have been the worst... For eight months, statistically, been the worst team in the league. Look, any other club would have sacked him a, a lot earlier. Um, so it's not it's not that harsh. Okay. Um, one to ten. Dean Keats thinks that the sacking was harsh. Oh, five. Yeah. Four, maybe. Okay. I think he's a he's a realist. He's a realist. He's very. That's why I like him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, He's realist, like I said, he's honest, he knows He knows the game, he understands the way things are. I think he probably knew. Will he have to go back out, back out of league football into non-league football, do you feel, for, for him to, to start again? And will, will he want to? I assume that he's a young manager, he wants, to, he wants another back yeah, in no, the cherry. Yeah, no, he'll absolutely want to. I think he'll probably get a job in the National League. Mm-hmm. Um, he did such a good job at Wrexham. Yeah. The thing when he left, they had a club record clean sheets when he left in March. Sure. So, oh, but, oh, like, it's a sh- real shame, really. So I think... Um, <clears throat> I think what he did at Wrexham will definitely entice people to him. Okay. Um, and I think he'll probably end up in the National League. You never know, he might get a job in League 2. But I think he'll definitely work his way back up. Good. Um, agriometer, uh, one strongly disagree, ten strongly agree. Um, if Warsaw were going to sack Dean Keats, they should have done it earlier. Uh, seven. Okay. Because that means I kind of think that's right, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think there was, I always thought there were signs under Whitney... <clears throat> Newport away, Plymouth away, under Whitney. I um, think it's a little bit disappointing. The board haven't learnt from that, really. They should have sacked Whitney earlier. Um, five games to go. Look, they didn't want to sack him. That's the truth of it. They mm-hmm. did not want to sack Dean Keats. They believed in him. They wanted to give him a fair crack of the whip. I think probably like me, they wanted to give him the summer. Um, but in the end, they have sacked him. And five games is not long, is it? No, absolutely not. Um we're staring relegation in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he was going to fall on his sword, then yeah, it should have been done earlier. Okay. Wow, you're grilling me here. I know. Uh, one strongly disagree, ten strongly agree. Um, it was the player's fault Dean Keats got sacked. Eight. Yeah. I think it was the player's fault. Yeah, I think they let him down. Um, <clears throat> yeah, oh God, I saw exactly what I think. I think they've let him down absolutely massively. Um I think they've really, really, really let him down. Um, I saw 
I wrote my I wrote that in my comment piece. One fan on Twitter who I follow who I always I'm interested in what he says. He he said, I said I don't think the players tried hard enough, and he said that's not what I saw on Saturday. He said he saw a team of players that were trying. Well, there were 6,000 people in that stadium on Saturday. You're going to look like you're trying. Yeah. But in football, there's trying and there's trying. Right, got you. There's, oh, I'm going to run around a little bit and do this, that and the other, or I'm going to put my body on the line. Got you. I think those players could have done more. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do think they could have done more. Um, look, I think Keats has to take a lot of the blame in the sense that what I'm saying to you about, I always had a sense he wanted to get to this summer. Undoubtedly, the players knew that. Right. Undoubtedly, they're thinking, I can... Bust like I can, like, I can do everything for him, and there's a chance I won't be here next year. I was going to say, some people think, yeah. well, I'm not going to be here anyway. So. I'm not going to be here anyway. Yeah. And I think that that is Keats's fault. He didn't manage that situation well, um, and, he, and that is probably the biggest lesson he'll, he'll learn from this. But they're professional footballers at the end of the day, and they're playing for the club, they're playing for the badge, they're playing for the wages, and I feel like a lot of them could have done more for him. I really, really do. Um, some big names as well. I'm, I'm mm. like, I think everyone, I think everyone's got to the stage where we're all a little bit sick of this group of players. Of course, there's odd exceptions. There's players that we all love. People will know the players I love probably. Um, but I think we've all had enough. Yeah. I think it's been since John Whitney took over as full time manager. It's been rubbish. Yeah. And a lot of the players are still the same. And I think we've all just got to the stage now where we just think, Do you know what? A lot of them are out of contract in the summer. Let's just start again. Okay. Two more for you before we uh, move on to the next section. Um, one strongly disagree. Ten strongly agree, Joe. Dean Keats lost the dressing room. So it's the same thing, really. Like, uh, I'm going to have to go five in the sense that I think... It's just, it's, I'm going to repeat myself. It is that what I say there, trying in football and trying in football. Yeah. I think they all liked Dean Keats. I think they all respected him. I think they all wanted to... He was quite... You kind of wanted to impress him because I think he was like a hard man to please. Um, like, I think you wanted... Everyone, you'd want Dean Keats' respect. You really would. Because um, he was a hard man. He was mm-hmm. an honest man. And he yeah. was a tough man. But um, he didn't lose... He didn't lose them, but he wasn't... Equally, wasn't getting the best out of them. He sure. wasn't getting them to give him a hundred percent. So I think I genuinely think that's the middle of the road. Um, I think the players should have done more, and I think he sh- he sh- should have done more in terms of perhaps making them feel more wanted. Um, but in terms of losing the dressing room, as you see it spectacularly, I don't yeah. think he has lost them. Final one of the grilling. Um, due to lack of financial investment, Warsaw uh, are getting exactly what they finally deserve. Um, strongly, so would. Ten be strongly agree. Yeah, I'll go nine. Yeah, um, Sean Dyche said with this week, the money always wins in the end, um, and he's right. And the truth is, historically, Walsall are a League One club. Twelve seasons in a row, I think it is twelve or thirteen seasons in a row, they've been in the third tier of English football. Mm-hmm. More points than any team in the country in the third tier of English football. But that is—it's only his history that keeps them in the third tier now. Um, they got a League 2 budget. I wrote in my farewell piece to Keats. It's middle of the road, League 2. The attendances are League 2. Everything about them is League 2. The players, a lot of the players are League 2. Yeah. Um, so the budget's League 2. The attendances are League 2. Mm-hmm. They're League 2, aren't they? Yeah. But their, their natural place, as it stands, is in League 2. Um, and so if they go down, then they will, they will, they will start... What are we at? Are we 2019? Mm-hmm. They'll start the 2019-20 season in, this, in the division they deserve to be in. Yeah. Simple as that. Marshy says, you need a pre-season, Joe. Have you got any uh, any holidays planned for, for the summer? Hey, Anything yeah. you can look forward to? Oh, mate, I am. I, I, I feel you need a bit of sunshine. So you need to turn off Twitter, turn off your phone, spend some time with the kids, spend some time with the lovely wife. You know, where are you going? What have you got, what, what have you got to look forward to? I feel like you've got to always have something to look forward to. Um, yeah, I'm going to Portugal. Nice. About 12 days after the season ends. Huge. Oh my God, I cannot wait. Absolutely cannot wait. And then, in, that's June, is it? That's June, yeah. That's May. Oh, end of May, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. in June, I'm going to France. Oh, nice. On a free press trip. Oh, Get buzzing, in. really? Oh, yeah. So we've got that to look forward to. Uh-huh. Where are you going? 
It'd be Brittany and France. I don't know, actually, no, yeah, I've got to sort it all out, but... Uh, what, is it like a, what, is it like a self-catering thing? Or yeah, what? like a family-like, like a like oh, park thing. Oh, yeah, huge. Oh, yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. Can't so go be, wrong. That'd be ace. Right, right, short, short, short review. And I went last year, go. I went last Did year, wrote, like 800 words, yeah, so they've got me back again this year. Oh, they'll be buzzing this year, they'll be like, oh, that's Joe Massey, that's the correspondent who gave us the glowing review. Send, send us extra butter and croissants. Fingers crossed, yeah, some free <laughs> meat. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I don't, I mean, like, it's bad to say, but I'm just desperate for it now. I, I don't blame you, and I think the Warsaw fans feel exactly the same and in fact because because um you know back on the podcast i've missed it for a couple of weeks um we're going to send a warsaw fan on holiday as well joe oh, i, I want to send a warsaw fan okay oh, it's not it's, it's not for a week it's not going to france it's not going to portugal but but a beautiful place we're, we're, i'm going to send them to berlin i'm going to send them to berlin for the weekend flights paid for uh hotel paid for as long as we get the correct prediction and you're one person to retweet mr joe massey or myself when we put out the podcast this afternoon if you retweet it you will be in the draw Joe um, I want you to predict the first goal scorer and the correct score for Saturday's game against Accrington give me a first goal scorer and a correct score for Saturday's game against Accrington so the goal scorer will yeah. be Josh Gordon Josh Gordon okay and the score and there'll be people listening to this now going oh he's just being happy clappy and positive again yeah 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Okay, I mean, for me, that's every chance that could happen. Josh Gordon and 1-1. One, one. If you retweet or uh, myself or Joe's, you will be in the hat and we will let you know about midday on Saturday if you are the lucky winner. Um, all you need is Josh Gordon and 1-1 one, one, and you shall be going to beautiful Berlin. Um, like I say... a really good city, Berlin. Two never people. Been. Two people. Not just one. Two people. Uh, I've never been. I'd like to go, actually. Um, flights paid for. Uh, London to Berlin, you'll be staying at Hotel Atlas in in Berlin, um, right in the middle of the city centre, little weekend away from us at the Express to Star and at Best Scott B to you. Make sure that you are in with a chance. Right. What a prize. Uh, we Mart- needed that. We needed that. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, well, they need it. They need the peeps need it. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're down in the dumps as well. So, you know, a couple of days away, go and see the sights, come back refreshed. Hopefully, Warsaw refreshed going into the weekend. Martin O'Connor, um... Tell me about him. How, how can Martin O'Connor change things? How can he keep Warsaw up, do you feel? Well, interestingly, he has changed things. Okay. Um, he's changed a lot of things. Um, not he was, very, uh, he, he was very keen to stress the changes he's made, and not because he thinks Dean Keats was doing anything wrong. I mean, let's, he was part of that setup. Like, yeah. He was part, um, he's just basically said, if you keep doing the same thing, he's going to keep getting the same results. Right. Um, I think we. I think I expect to see a different system at the weekend. I don't know what it's going to be. Okay. Um, but I think it will be different. Um, I think we might even see some different, maybe even some youngsters. I don't know. Really. Um, I think he's going to mix things up a little bit. Um, I think he had to. Um, to be honest, it needs it needs just a bit of it needs something. They need something to roll different. the dice, don't yeah. they? Basically, because they are going down um, as it stands. Um, so I think, like I said earlier, he's he's a very 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 loud he's a very big personality you can't miss him um so like when even before he was this week before we went to see him like we'd be sat there go at essington and he'd walk in he's like hello 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 right 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 and then they're like josh gordon would walk past and he's like look here he is here's the main man here's the main man right zelly ismail would walk in they'd be like zelly ismail what a player he's Zelia just looks at the floor and walk out. Like people, I think a lot of people don't know what to do with him yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. like you don't expect it. Like he yeah. is this loud, very like upbeat, very positive. Um, but does he does he go from the the, the the banter banter and jokey jokey? Now he's now he's the man in charge. Just does that relationship change? I remember when when I'm a bit of a change because Gareth Southgate, because obviously he was playing at the time, then moved into management. It's very difficult to to get that respect level straight away as middles manager. You know. Can can he change it, or will he be exactly the same? Will he be joking, pally pally, or will he have to distance himself slightly? I think, from what I could saw saw on Wednesday, he was still quite pally pally with them. But he's got another side to him, Martin O'Connor. Everyone tells me who I speak to about him. People like Chris Marsh are like, trust me, he can bang heads together. Um, so I think I think he's got a bit of both really. I think he can he can be the nut, he can be your mate, he can be all this like sort of jovial character. He has a laugh. He's quite funny. He's a funny man, Martin O'Connor. He is, he's, he's, he's got good banter and stuff. So, But then I think he can, as well, issue like a rollicking. Um, so a good good blend, really. Is he the right appointment or is he the cheap appointment? Uh, to be honest, he's the only appointment, really. They couldn't have got anyone else, you don't think, at this stage of the season? I don't... Would you want the job? Like, I mean, 
there was some nonsense about Steve Evans that they didn't go in for Steve Evans. Right, okay. Um, that's just Steve Evans' agent messing about. But um, you could get something like that if you wanted, but it's not very, it's not very Walsall. Um, I think I think O'Connor and John Ward, and they are doing it together. But O'Connor is the figurehead. I think, to be honest, I don't think they had any other option. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who they'd get. Um, a lot of managers like Keith Hill, for example. I think they've gone. Like, I think he's on holiday, for example. Um, like I think a lot of managers are probably thinking, I'm interested in the Walsall job, yeah. but I don't want a relegation on my CV. And mm-hmm. I'll check it out in the summer. Five games to go. I'll see what division they're in. How likely? And and it's in the questions. I don't want to go over too much because we've got questions coming up, and there's some really good questions from the fans this week. But um, if he were to keep Warsaw up, would he put himself in 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 the prime seat to to be Warsaw manager going into next season, or is this very much end of the season, and then we'll reassess our options and we'll go for a, a Hurst or someone like that if if we're still you know where when we know where we are basically. I think. If he keeps them up, he'll have a very good chance of getting the really? job. Really? But, 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 but I think it's very much looking like they've appointed him with five games. I don't think he's been told, if you keep us up, you'll get it. Okay. I think they're trying to keep their options open. I think they want to see who else is out there. Um, it'd be very hard for him not to get the job if he kept them up, I think. Um, story in tomorrow's paper. Oh, I always plug. give stuff away. I asked him, I said, do you want the job on Wednesday? And he gave me the most... Oh, sorry. Right. It's obvious football answer. I haven't thought about it, <laughs> uh, which we know isn't true. Yeah. Because of course he's thought about it. He knows yeah. if he wants it. Of course not. he does. Um, and kind but, of mean that kind of means that, that he does. Which you, you kind of think it means does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I think it'll be hard not to give it to him, but I think Walsall will be wary to give it to him just because they'd be probably a bit wary going down this legend route again. Mm-hmm. And also, I think they'll get some good candidates um, apply for the job. Like, I'm not saying it'd be my pick, but Keith Hill, for example, knows if they do that, he knows how to work on a on a small budget in League One. He knows how to get teams playing good football. I think he'd be a really attractive proposition for them. Yeah. There's other managers I know the board have liked in the past, Keith Downing, for example. If these people become available, they might feel it's time to get that sort of figure in. Um, so I think there's a long way to go in this manager search. I think it's very, very early days in it. Chris Marsh, Colin, a Poundland Warsaw budget will always catch up with you in the end. And we kind of discussed that, but that, yeah. you, do you agree that that's that's kind of yeah. what what's happening now? That's it was why, just a matter of time. That's why he's a dream to work with Marsh. He comes <laughs> out with something like that every single week. Again, last week it was just a leading story on the site yesterday. Was of it? everything, Wolves, West Brom, yeah. Was it really? Yeah, a leading, oh, leading that's story. Oh, that's like, absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah, I think the week before he said they've come out of a tropical storm, but it's still raining. I mean, he just comes out with this stuff all the time. Absolute gold. And then he said to me, yeah, this week, he's like, he's like, Joe, they don't, I can't remember what the shops are, but he was like, they don't shop in Selfridges. They don't shop in Debenhams. They don't even shop in Brimer. They shop in Powerland. They shop in Powerland. That's fantastic. Like, just losing his rag Genius. on the phone. Genius. Because um, he gets so angry with it all. And he's like, he's like me with Keats. He's absolutely gutted to see him go. Yeah. Um, but he is mates of Martin O'Connor as well. So he's, he's like, Supporting him now, but yeah, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Poundland budget has come to look. I think it's like AFC Wimbledon are paying so much more money than Walsall are on wages, they're paying so much more money, yeah. And that's AFC Wimbledon, like, oh dear, the budget is so poor. Oh dear, right, okay, well, let's get some questions from the peeps, um, because they have come in in their, in their twos and threes. I know, yeah, sorry, it's uh. It's me just speaking up, really. Okay, we've got some questiones. Here we go. Okay. Um, oh, well, Paul, Paul Gius says, um, I retract my tweet from the previous podcast. Please bring the banter back. Extend it even. The football is too depressing to contemplate. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, hopefully, Paul, you should enter, enter into the um, into the chance to win a trip to trip to Berlin. Hopefully not not Burnley, what, Berlin. Hopefully he knows what Banana Man is. Oh, hopefully he does. I think he does. Well, I, I, I'd be surprised if... I think the majority will remember Banana Man. We'll put a poll out later on. Um, Chris, um, at Chris5471, what League 2 away day are you most looking forward to next season? Cambridge. Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the table now. It's like a League 2 table. Um, so Lincoln are up. So Mansfield, MK Dons, Berry, Tranmere, Forest Green, Exeter, Car- oh! 
Carlisle. <laughs> I've just been sick up in my mouth a little bit. I've just thrown up a little bit. Colchester, Swindon. Hey. Oldham, Stevenage, Newport, Northampton, Crewe, Cheltenham. Oh, Cheltenham's nice. Grimsby, good fish and chips. Long trek, though. Uh, Port Vale, Morecambe, Cambridge. Yeah, what 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 you likes and dislikes in those uh, in those teams? For selfish regions, Cambridge because it's the only League Two ground. I haven't been to oh. Forest Green. Oh, very good. Okay, Forest Green, nice nice little ground. Or is that? I'm no? not big on this vegan stuff, you know. Are you not? No. I don't mind it. No, it's quite nice. No, one of my best mates has just gone vegan. Well, right, just gone. He's gone like 18 months ago. He's lost a hell of a lot of weight. To be fair, has he? Him. Yeah, awful lot of weight. Right, fair play. Just find it all a bit extreme. Do you know vegans not necessarily um, healthy though? Like, there's a lot of preservatives in vegan oh, food. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of num- lot of ease in there and stuff. Like it's not just like you think natural, living from the earth, all that kind of thing. Like there's a lot of not great things in in vegan food sometimes from the supermarkets because obviously it goes off very quickly. Of course, you can you can you can be very fresh as well, but it's going to cost you probably double your your shopping budget, living green and vegan and organic and all sorts because of the cost of living. Interesting. Mm. I just think not having milk in your tea is a step too far in life. But you probably don't, do you? Uh, no, do you I don't. Tea? I have almond milk. So does that count as vegan? Because it's from almonds, so it's... Oh, I don't know. Almond milk and oat milk. I think I'm all right there, because I think Dave Edwards is vegan. He has oat milk, so I think I should be okay. Yeah, a lot don't... of footballers are doing it now. Really? Veganism. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you wouldn't never go that way? No, mate. Never? No, 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 no. Never? Can you imagine life without chicken? Or steak? Or milk? Do you know what? We went down to a place called River Cottage. Do you remember the Channel 4? It was River Cottage with Hugh Fernley Witten store. It was back in the day, I think. Um, it was like a big big um, Channel 4 program called River Cottage, and he lives off the, off the land and stuff like that. And we went down there last... I think it was about the start of this season. My brothers, we had like a brotherly getaway. Three, I've got three little brothers. So we went down there to B&B and went to his, um, one of his days, which is basically living off the land. And it was all, it was a, but it was a vegetarian and fish day. Now, I think I could, I could potentially do the fish... And vegetables and not have meat. But it was actually delicious. But again, you had the best produce going. It was all delicious, you know. You had these you know, heirloom tomatoes and a little bit of salt on them. Put them on the barbecue. Absolutely delicious. But, you know, peaches and stuff like that. But when are you going to have a heirloom tomato and a peach in Walsall? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, it's not really happening, yeah. is it? Do you no, know what I mean? No. So, But, um, yeah. I would like to do it. But like I say, it's expensive. Not for me. Um, what we're we talking about, I've completely forgotten. Yeah. Questions? Yeah, questions, yeah, questions. Um, so, yeah, so so any more League 2 away days or what, what are you not looking forward to? Oh, just like, the long, our uh, Colchester's an absolute nightmare. Rubbish ground, I don't like how they've done that. You know, like, I liked, went to Doncaster a couple of weeks ago and I really like that ground. Like, mm. You know, new ground, you always, all, they all feel a little bit the same and some of them haven't got a lot of character. Agreed. Love, like, Doncaster's really good, they've done that really well. Yeah. But Colchester, the opposite. The keep moat. Um, dreadful stadium. Um, so, yeah, I'm not looking forward to going there. Mm. And you know one of them is going to be uh, on a Tuesday night as well, aren't they? We yeah. Tuesday night in November, December time. In Morecambe. <sighs> a bit of seaside, though. Take the kids. What? You keep saying kids. I've only got one. Well, I mean one, you know. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> well, by that time, you might have two. You don't know. Might you do? You might have a little, might have a little surprise when you get home. <laughs> uh, right, Dan Betts has asked about, do you think O'Connor will get the job full-time if they stay up? And we've kind of discussed that, Dan. Uh, Nick Pritchard, should Dan Mole and Stefan Gamble be held accountable for their poor performance on the football front, i.e. Keats appointments, transfers, player contract negotiations and renegotiations, strategy to achieve the ambition of championship football, etc.? <laughs> oh, um, I'm glad he's asked that. Um, and my answer probably won't be popular. Um, but I know Dan Mole. Very well, I think now. Like, uh, and I don't know Stephen Gamble as well. I don't know. Um, I've interviewed him a couple of times, but I know Dan. A lot Should you better. know Stephen Campbell as well? Yeah. Is that part of the problem? Potentially, actually, yeah. But I think we're getting there. Um, <clears throat> look, Dan Mole and Stephen Gamble. What I want to say about well, probably Dan Mole in particular is, my God, that guy's working hard. Like he's like he's working around the clock. He has to spread himself so thin. Mm-hmm. Like the truth is, he probably should have. The job Dan Moore's doing, two people should do it. Yeah. Um, he's taken this hard. He's taken Keats's departure hard. He didn't. He really, really didn't want this to happen. He, he, he's very, very. He's gutted with the way the season's gone. He really is. Um, I think you got to remember the managerial appointments recently. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wanted them, just because yeah. they're in the positions where they went out and got them. Yeah. A lot of people wanted them. Everyone wanted Sean O'Driscoll. If you look at our Poland Express and Star website, 
think he got like he got seventy nine percent. Really, of the he, he was the overwhelming favourite to get that job. Yeah. Also went Dread, out and got dreadful, there. Dreadful, dreadful. They got character references. Obviously, those people didn't tell the truth. No, God um, no. And it was a shambles. It was a shambles. Um, and it, you know, he obviously promptly left. Mm. Whitney came in, did very very well, didn't they? I mean, he completely picked it back up again. I mean, we missed out on like promotion by a point in that yeah, season. Yeah, I was looking back on that today. Incredible, uh, really. Incredible. And look, the truth is, those players that Whitney had, they managed themselves, really. Like, they were all embedded in the Dean Smith way. They all knew what they were doing anyway. Yeah. He just had to motivate them and give them, give them a bit of guidance. And But it was very, very hard not to give Whitney the job after that. Like, he deserved a shot at it. Mm-hmm. Um and he got a shot at it. I think the playoffs, the playoff defeat to Barnsley, that's when question marks were raised, wasn't it, over Whitney? We were like, well, hang on, he's been completely tactically outdone here. Yeah. Um, but Barnsley were really informed side. So I think he did deserve that shot at it. Look, we all probably know Whitney should have gone earlier than he did. But then people wanted Keats. Mm. People wanted Dean Keats. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was always between Keats and Adi Vivash in terms of the fans who they wanted. I think they were the two front runners. They went out and got him, paid compensation for him. And look, and now this one hasn't worked out. And yeah, look, it's a real, real shame. And But I think they are working damn, damn hard. They are very good at their jobs. Yeah. Look, I think what they need, and I think they would be happy to admit this themselves, is they need, and I hate saying this word, um, a football man alongside them. I hate saying football man because... Just because you play professional football doesn't make you a football man. Sure. Um, I think I understand football. I think Dan Mullen understands football. And Jeff Bonds, uh, like, do you know what I mean? They've been in the game a long time. Yeah. But I think they need help. Um, so I don't think, I think a technical director would be a good way to go. Or at least someone. So um, the man on the wage bill though, Joe. It's another so the man, man on, on the wage, wage bill. They're not going to be cheap either. They're not going to be cheap. But I do think they probably need... I think the club would benefit from a technical director, both in terms of lining up managers and in terms of lining up players. Someone whose job it is to keep an eye on all that. Yeah. Because and take the pressure off. Take the pressure. Exactly that. Take the pressure off the board slightly, and take the pressure off the manager slightly. Because um, let's be honest, Walsall's manager is also Walsall's chief scout. Mm-hmm. They have to go to. The, I mean, Keats was at games all the time. I mean, all the time. I'd speak to other people in football, and they're like, "Oh, well, I was at a game last night. I saw Dean Keats." Right. Um, and then the next day, he was at Essington at six a.m. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, he was in wherever yeah, yeah, Carlisle yeah. one night in Essington, wow. and I think everything. Walsall haven't got a plan at the minute. Dean Smith had a plan; mm-hmm. it left with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the plan should be. Yeah. But we need a plan. Yeah. Um, and I think a technical director would probably help with that. Okay. But it's not Dan Moore and Stephen Gamble's fault. Is that is that plan to be perennial League One steady steady Eddie club? Because or, or is it is, is that plan got to be Championship football at some point? Or well, we because because we're going in the wrong it's going south quickly, aren't we? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, good question, uh, Nick Pritchard. Um, Ian, at Juventus eighteen eighty eight. Uh, Marsha hinted at squad disharmony. Wacker tweeted the same. Rumours of squad members liking social media posts about Keats's departure. Not much comment from players post-sacking. So, when did he lose the dressing room and how come it feels like we were all in the dark over it? So he didn't, as we talked about earlier, it's 50-50 whether he lost the dressing room. Like, not as in, he could, like, like I said earlier, he could have done more, the players could have done more. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, we've heard managers in the past losing, like Alan Pardew at Albion, for example, he lost the dressing room, didn't he? Um, or Pulis probably I think Pulis was one of them I can't remember they really did lose the dressing room don't talk to me about Tony Pulis it wasn't um, it wasn't like that Um, there's no rumours about players liking social media posts about Dean Keats sacking Um, one player liked a social media post about Dean Keats sacking and that was Morgan Ferrier and I think we all know Morgan Ferrier is prone to moments where he doesn't think if Mm. we're being honest Um, which is what happened when he grabbed Luke Leahy by the throat Um, (laughs) And, and one or two other instances. So, look, if, if there was, I mean, my God, like, Keith said his best for Morgan Ferrier. Like, mm-hmm. he really did. He, he kept him in January when Southend wanted him. He gave him a chance. Um, gave him a chance. And, like, Morgan on record has said, Keats is the only manager in his career that has had faith in him. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know how many chance Keats had to give him, really. So, it's for him to like that post is just so mm. poor. Mm. Um that's where I stand on that situation. I don't think he entirely lost the dressing room, really. I don't hate using that phrase. He didn't lose the dressing room, but he made 
mistakes. Tom Jolves, will anything ever change regarding results and performances whilst Bonza is the owner? It's very hard to see at the minute, isn't it? Look, we're all a bit damn, we're all a bit deflated, we're all a bit wondering where we're going with this. Um, it's very, very hard to see. Um, they need. This comes back to what I said a minute ago, is they need a plan. Mm-hmm. They absolutely need a plan. And if that... Marsh, said to me, I didn't put it in, like, we didn't put it in the column, but he said to me, if you're going to have a really low budget in League One, you've got to have a good youth system. Yeah. You've got to have those players coming up through and yeah. coming into the first team. You've got to be developing players. And, and, you, and you think of the players Smith developed. Yeah. They weren't necessarily kids. Sure. It was like your main Sawyers, your Anthony Ford. Mm-hmm. So in that season where everything was going wild, they really flourished. I can remember watching Anthony Ford, for example, a couple of times before that season. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was a really sort of like, you never knew what you were going to get from him. Some days he looked a very good League One winger. Yeah. And other weeks he just looked like a bit of a non-entity. Yeah. Well, in that season, I thought he was brilliant. And that's why that season worked, because they all sort of flourish together sure. after a long time together. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but there's no development at Walsall at the minute. And I'm not saying that's the way to go. Maybe the Brentford model's the way to go. Just pick up players who are 21, 22, being released by Wolves, Albion, The, mon- the money ball philosophy. The money ball philosophy. Um, I'm not saying... I haven't got the answers. I'm just saying a plan needs to be in place. And if you're going to be on a low budget like Bonds has given them, mm-hmm. you've, got, you've got to be working out a way to... What's it like? Caveat that low budget. Does that yeah. make sense? No, I understand. You've got to yeah, work yeah, a way yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't see what the way around it is at the minute. I don't. I don't see how they're going to um, get around that issue. So, I'm not saying go back to Smith. I'm just saying make a plan. Um, so that's again. I think maybe ah, technical director uh, would be a good idea. It's a good answer, Joe. I like that. Uh, David Birch um, translates slightly. Um, why were we a good team with with Josh Ginelli, and then when he left, we've turned terrible? Um, What's well, I've got to say, in fact, it's a, I was very disappointed when Josh Janelli left, but I never realised how big an impact it would have. Mm. I, I mean, I said when he left, I said I thought the move had come a little bit too soon for him. I felt like he'd really grown into a League One winger over the first half of the season. I thought it would be a loss, but then Matt Jarvis came in and you thought, oh, well, that's a pretty good bit of business. Oh, wrong. Wrong. We've really missed him. Really, really missed him. Mm. Really missed his... His, his partnership with Luke Leahy. Um, he gave him so much protection. Misses crossing ability, misses goal threat. My God, we miss Josh Ginelli. But the bottom line is, all the players have lost confidence sure. since then. That's what's happened. Mm-hmm. That's why they're playing within themselves. It's not Josh Ginelli isn't the only reason. Mm. Um, but we'd be a hell of a lot better off with him. Miles Drake, uh, was the writing on the wall following the transfer fiasco pre-Plymouth? Squad assembled with players who weren't wanted, just numbers needed. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what we touched on earlier, really. So, I mean, I, I did this in my comment piece for Keats is going. Um, you look at the signings in January, I compared them to last season, I said Christian Bilek is, Matt Jarvis is this year's Christian Bilek. I got yeah. a little bit of criticism for that, because obviously Jarvis has played, Bilek didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it stands. Bilek and Jarvis never join Walsall unless they've had horrific injury records. Yeah, of course, yeah. They're both big players on big wages yeah. from big clubs. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jarvis has played here and there, but we haven't seen him for weeks and weeks and weeks. Will we see him again? I don't know. They're both quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen Bilek ripping it up mm-hmm. with um, Charlton this mm-hmm. season. So, yeah, just just not worked, does it? It's not worked. Aramide Ote, Justin Shibu, neither of them played, neither of them make an impact. And if you're a big, cl- if you're a big club who have got a decent player, but you're like, oh, he's injured and he's not going to be in, the, in, in our plans, i tell you what, go and get some form, get your fitness, get yourself sorted out not on our wages and then we'll bring you back and that's club, bigger clubs can use that, that that's how that's how they, they throw their, their way around really isn't it yeah yeah exactly that um, sorry just one more Corey, yeah, uh, Corey yeah, yeah. Blackett-Taylor Julian and Goy fair comparison both hugely talented mm-hmm. I'd rather have Corey Blackett-Taylor any day of the week he works hard Julian and Goy didn't in my sure. opinion but very 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 similar one more thing on Jarvis one mm. more thing I know I'm going on right. someone said this to me I'm stealing someone else's point but if Matt Jarvis stays up at Walsall this season where will it rank in his career well, nowhere. Nowhere. No, Absolutely nowhere. If Josh no. Ginelli stayed out of Walsall this season, well, yeah. ranking his career yeah. really high up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem for me. Sure. Like, Josh, Matt Jarvis, I'm not knocking the guy. He's a, he's a nice guy, but he's played for England. He's had big money moves to West Ham. He's played in the Premier League. Yeah. When he sits back and talks about his career... What even, what even, what even mention Walsall? Um, the hunger's not there, is it, for no, me? No. Um, whereas with Ginelli, it was. Yeah. And, and that, that's probably another reason why that hasn't worked out. <clears throat> CJH Gaming, uh, what manager do you personally want for the future? 
So I want, I want Paul Hurst. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, we'll see how O'Connor does. Um, will we get Paul? Look, I'm an Ipswich fan at the end of the day. I know how badly he did there, but mm-hmm. forget that. It was absolutely yeah. irrelevant. Um, yeah. It was a joke. What happened to Mick McCarthy, in my opinion, there. And he, I think Paul Hurst underestimated the step up slightly. He signed a lot of players from League One and League Two mm-hmm. um, that perhaps weren't ready, and it, it, it caught him. But... I've interviewed him a couple of times as Shrewsbury manager and yeah, he's, smart, yeah. he's the real stand deal. stand up and pay attention, don't you? You stand up and pay attention. Even though he's not particularly tall himself, but it doesn't matter. He demands respect, doesn't he? And if when you demand respect when you're like that, then you're diminutive, then you know you're this, you've got something about you. Yeah, well, I'd say Keith's like that as well. But yeah, yeah. but I still think, I feel like Keith will come again as well. But Paul Hurst, yeah, I mean, wow, we talked a good game. I mean, he knows what he's doing. The job he did at Shrewsbury, they were down. They were mm. down. Let's know two ways about it. That he had the miracle, miracle escape to keep them up. Yeah. One summer, they finished third on a points tally that any mm-hmm. other year would win automatic promotion. Sure, sure. That's Shrewsbury. It's Paul Hurst. Okay, thank you very much. Questions? Check if there's any more. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, interesting. Someone sent us um, a very tone man with a big black penis. Oh, I've Excellent. Seen that, yeah. yeah, very nice. Uh, right. Bet he doesn't listen. It'd be one of your wolves bands. Uh, probably haven't, haven't checked. Um, right. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much what keeps the wolves podcast going, to be fair. <laughs> um, right, um, Joe, quickly, because we haven't got loads of time. We've got about 10, 12 minutes left. So we've got a few I things to want to move on. I thought you were hiring me along. I thought we were finished. No, it's fine. No, we've got 10, 12 minutes left, but I've got a few things to get on to. Oh, okay. um, three players that you think will play an integral part in keeping Warsaw safe this season. Oh, no, I hate the thing. The question is coming after this. Three, three players. Three players. Part. George Dobson. Yeah, number one. Because I love him. Okay. Um, Josh Gordon. Yeah. And Andy Cook. Andy Cook, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Good stuff. They're the three for me. And can sell that back. That, did I say three or did I say four? I said four. three. Yeah, I, I said well. three. Right, okay. Uh, right. Sorry, just bear with me here. Um, okay, so the league table as it is, which is steady. Uh, anyway, obviously, Warsaw second bottom. Just gone through the uh, last three years... Uh, what was what kept you up in the last three years? So oh, nice. Uh, last year, uh, Rochdale stayed up. Um, you would need fifty-one points mm. to stay up. Uh, bearing in mind, Warsaw at the moment in time, the twenty-third played 41, 42 points. Yeah. Forty-two <clears throat> points. So uh, five games left. They are on forty-two points, albeit three points away from that chasing pack of seventeenth and below. Um, so yes, 51 points would have, would have kept you up uh, last year. The season before last, uh, do you know how many points would have kept you up? 52. 50. 50 points. Really? Gillingham, yeah, 50 points kept you up. Um, and then the year before that, uh, this is research, Joe, um, how many points would have kept you up? We go 52 then. That's normally the number, 52. 47 would wow. have kept you up um, back in 2015, God, 2016. Sorry, 2016, 2017. Rubbish. There must have been some dreadful teams. Yeah, Shrewsbury just uh, just survived there. So, um, look, I mean, you know, like I say, they're on 42 points. Obviously, everyone has also done pretty well this year when it comes to... And, and that's why it's so tight at the bottom of the table. Um, you normally get one team adrift. Okay, Bradford are, Bradford are gone. But apart from that, everyone's got a chance. This is an unbelievable run of fixtures now, isn't it? I mean, goodness me, next three is make or break, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. make or break. I mean, there's no, there's, you know, we can say, okay, well, there's a month to go or two months to go or three months to go. Your next three games will 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 find out whether Warsaw got a great chance of staying in the division or they've gone. Um, Accrington, Stanley, Southend, and Wickham. I mean, goodness me, it doesn't get much bigger than that. Um, can they? Can they? How many points do you think they can realistically get from these next three games? Take oh, away Peter, or take away last game of the season. We'll do that in, in the future. But Accrington Stanley on the road, South End at home on Good Friday, and then Wickham away on Easter Monday. I mean, goodness me. Goodness me. The pleasing thing is, they're all quick. So obviously it's Friday now. We yeah. play tomorrow. Yeah. And then we play Good Friday, Easter Monday. Mm-hmm. So in 10 days' time, at least we're getting the games done. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. It does feel like long weeks in between the games, or it did feel like that. <clears throat> Um, I don't. Uh, May I don't know what you want me to say. Like in terms of predictions. Well, how many points do you think they need to get? How many points do you need to be think, looking at? Well, from not from like you know. Okay, let's let's pull a number out of thin air. From how they're playing at the moment, for hopefully how you know if they're going to improve with with the changing formation with the teams and and the teams around them. How many points do they realistically the next three need to get for them to give themselves a really decent chance of, of surviving in this league? Nine. Really? So I need three wins from five games. Okay. Oh, I said for the next three games, but that's oh, fine. Oh, for the next three games. 
Well, they're the best chance they're going to have yeah. of getting those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if they draw on Saturday, is a disaster. Yeah. Okay. I said I said Oxford wasn't must win. I said it was must not lose. Yeah. Well, we lost. Saturday is must win. Okay. Absolute must win. No two ways about it. I don't care if it's away from home. I don't care the pitch isn't very good. It is must win. We Huge for both sides. Huge for both sides. That's, I mean, it's a six-pointer, isn't it? And also, can you imagine the mind state of the play? We're 23rd. We can't really get any lower. Yeah. Because Bradford are gone, aren't they? Yeah. If we lose to Accrington Stanley on Saturday, how do you recover from that? You don't, do you? No. It's must win. It's, it's, it's must win. I've already predicted my result. I think we're drawing the game. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're going to do it. No. If I'm honest. I've lost belief. <laughs> Doesn't make great they got If they got seven from the next three, I've got... they'll probably be out of relegation, the relegation zone going to those last two games. The truth is, that's probably what the job is tomorrow, isn't it? The, tr- the job of Martin O'Connor and the players is to get us believing again. Because I don't think I don't think anyone's believing at the minute. If I'm you give Martin believe. O'Connor a point tomorrow now in a 1-1 draw and a, an improved, improved performance with a different team, with a few kids in there, with a different system, I think he takes it. I don't think he does. Really? I just don't think it's enough. Okay. I think, I think they need a win. I, don't, I think if you come away with a 1-1 draw from Accrington, you're not feeling great. Okay. Um, even if you have played well. Wolves have played well for weeks, with the exception of Oxford. They just don't win games of football. That's the truth of it. These players do not win games of football. Um, I think they need to win the game. I think that's, that's, that's what I was saying. We're all deflated. Uh, me a lot more than most because I really really didn't want Keats to go cause, and it's a personal thing I'm not uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it shouldn't be but it is I'm, I I don't want him to go yeah um, but we're all we've all had enough really I think a lot of fans feel the same um, and they've got a, the players now they've got to give us something I mean that's what Martin O'Connor said in the paper today uh, but they have I know I know that's like People say trot that sort of line out every year. They've got to put pride in the badge and they've got to perform for the fans. But my God, they actually have to do that tomorrow. Yeah. Because we we are down. Mm-hmm. We are we, in terms of like our um, attitude, how sure. we're feeling. We're feeling low. We're feeling down, and we're losing belief. How how do they beat Accrington? Who cares? Yeah. Just beat. Doesn't them. matter. Yeah. Like I mean, no one will care. Mm-hmm. Um, like if it comes off John Guthrie's knee yeah. into the bottom corner in the 89th minute, no one. All we just need to win a game of football and to look at the table at the end of the day and go, oh, do you know what? Actually, got a chance. Because the truth is, we have got a massive chance to stay up. Yeah, we shouldn't be taught like everyone that feels so down, but we have got a massive chance to stay up. We're playing three teams who are mm-hmm. just as bad mm-hmm. as we are. Mm-hmm. Turn it around. Got a new manager. Maybe a new system. Have a bounce. A bit of bounce, yeah. yeah. We can do it. Yeah. Anyone can still say up, but no one feels like it at the minute. Mm-hmm. Everyone's. It feels like time has caught up with Walsall. It feels like they're going to get what they're going to get. Um, you see, you can't get much lower, and yet they've still got a good chance or a chance to survive. And that, that's, you know, you've got to hang on to that, don't you? So they've and got if, to get us believing, haven't they? They've got to get us believing, absolutely. Um, and uh, as Journey said, and um, <laughs> you want to go into that last game of the season. Okay, look, it's a slobber knocker. But if you can be, if you know that you can go there and win on the last game of the season against all odds, against a side who realistically will probably be safe yeah. by that time, who are hopefully half, okay, take the derby aside, but one eye on the beach, then it might not be a terrible game. And if you said now, if I give you that now, if I give you, you've got to go to Shrewsbury on the last game of the season and win to stay up, would you take that now? Right now, yeah, you have you've to got take it. it yeah. I never wanted to be in that situation. No. Never, ever wanted to, but right now you take it. I think Shrewsbury will be all right now, mm. which pains me to say. I think they probably will go into that. There's a bit. Of, I've always been told in football, there is. It does make a huge. When they say players on the beach, what I what I believe that means is what someone said to me in the game was. Let's be honest. You're a professional footballer, yeah. You've mm-hmm. got a nice girlfriend. Yeah. You've worked. You've worked. Worked in inverted commas yeah. every Saturday. Yeah. And like. Then season comes to an end. You've got nothing to play for. And yeah. Five days later, you go into the Caribbean, yeah, yeah. the Maldives for yeah. like two weeks with your missus. Your yeah. missus has been looking forward to it for since you booked it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she's like saying to a fella, 
don't you break your leg on Yeah, Saturday. don't you dare break your leg. I've gone, I, I, I've gone to these tanning beds for yeah. two months now. I've got teeth whitening. I've got, I, I'm ready Instagram. I've got all the filters I need in all these apps. Don't you dare get any scrapes because I am literally making some abs on you to make you look incredible. We are not, yeah. We don't are you not dare be in a boot. Exactly. And that's what it's like. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? That's yeah, the yeah. reality of football. Yeah, so yeah. players do go into like those games yeah. like... Hang on. And some of the players have got some worldy missuses as well, to worldy. be fair. So, you know, I mean, they've, they've, got to, they've got to keep up appearances. So they like, so when there is a 50-50, mm. they do back out. It's, yeah. it's like, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? I know, you can't lie. When I you're know. in all sorts of trouble yeah, with the missus, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, so yeah. if you've got to win the last game against a team yeah. that's up and got nothing to play for, there'll be a bit of bite on it because it's Shrewsbury. And, I mean, they'd love to send us down, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. But the truth is, that won't really matter to the players. Sure. It won't come across on the final game of the season. Yeah. So definitely, definitely take it that Shrewsbury to win to stay up. Well, I, I agree with you, Joe. I think it will be 1-1 on Saturday. And then I think that they will beat Southend at home and give them a great chance still. Um, I don't think it's a terrible result, but, but you know, we shall see. We'll see how all the other games get on. Uh, Richard Fletcher will be uh, with you at Warsaw. Accrington story on, on Saturday. Um, I will be with you um, for the Southend game uh, oh, on that. Good Friday. Uh, look... We, it's all sad it's all down the dumps but I have enjoyed talking to you and getting back on the podcast so thank you very much for back. coming to um, really hope someone wins that holiday to Berlin yes let's hope so so make sure you retweet Joe retweet myself if you retweet us both you get two entries and we'll let you know at midday on Saturday hopefully we'll get you a little bit of sunshine before the end of the season from Joe Massey from myself have a great weekend come on the Saddlers see you later bye bye